You're listening to episode 35 of the Bookcast for Dwell, an Advent study in liturgy. This bookcast has been designed to give you another way to engage with the contents of this book. Hi, my name is Rachel Fehrenbach. I'm the author of Dwell and your host for these episodes. Today, we're going to continue in week five with day four as we dwell on scripture. I would like you to pause the bookcast and read Colossians chapter three, verses one through chapter four, verse six. And then also Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. When you do that, go ahead and come back to the bookcast and we'll discuss Colossians 3 before rereading it. Okay, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to reread Colossians chapter 3 with the following in mind. As you read, consider, you guessed it, the echoes of the creation story. This old creation has been put to death and a new creation raised in its place. Pay attention to verse 10, which echoes the phrasing of Genesis of being created in the image of the creator, God. Consider this phrase put on by Paul to contrast the actions of the old creation and the new. The Greek word used here for put on means to sink into a garment. God graciously provided garments for Adam and Eve when their sinful disobedience corrupted their image bearer identity and purpose. But now... We've put on garments that reflect our renewed identity and purpose as image bearers, ones that truly reflect Jesus Christ and his commands. As you read, notice the actions we are put off sound similar to the Ten Commandments given Israel. God's standard for his creation has not changed. If anything, our understanding of it has expanded because of Jesus' example while he lived on earth. Consider how this new creation is different from the corrupted version that we experience each day. It is to be renewed back to that original design, where all of humanity is to partner with God in stewarding creation. Consider the themes of promised hope, sacrificial love, shalom peace, and deeply rooted joy that accompany living in alignment with Christ and his commands. And finally, as you read, consider that just as Israel was instructed to live a life set apart so others would know they were God's people, Believers are encouraged to let their actions and their speech reflect the fact that they are followers of Christ's commands. At this time, go ahead and reread Colossians chapter 3. When you come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the remaining passage in Colossians chapter 4 and the passage in Ephesians chapter 5. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about these last two passages. In both Ephesians 5.16 and Colossians 4.5, the Greek word that is used here appears in reference to time. This word is often translated as redeemed and emphasizes the idea of purchasing something with a price in order to exchange its situation or condition. I cannot pronounce it. It's E-X-A-G-O-R-A-Z-O. In case you want to go look it up at a future point. In these verses, there is a layer of opportunity and urgency, which is why some translations write it as make the best use of the time. As you read, consider how Christ's followers are to act and speak according to his commands with wisdom, authority, and sacrifice, continually watching for opportunities to redeem, make right the world around them. Paul even asks for prayer that God would bring such opportunities for him to share about Christ pointing others towards this new creation living. And finally, as you reread these passages, I want you to consider how Paul instructs the Colossians to season their speech with salt, echoing the command to season the grain offering, which symbolized thanksgiving and dedication of one's life to God. Now go ahead and reread the remaining passage in Colossians and Ephesians. 
Thank you for joining me today as we dwelled on scripture. Join me again tomorrow as we continue to dwell with God this Advent season. 